What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Lita Johnson, here to talk about this Foul the Leader podcast. We want to get more into what's going on with RJ Hampton and Jalen Green, just to update you on the 2020 class. It's a lot of things going on, a lot of big things going on in 2020 class. Let's talk about RJ Hampton in the 2019 class and my argument on why he's the best. I mean, if you look at everybody clearly, I mean, Cole Anthony is the only guy that can head up with him. Everybody talk about James Wiseman. But that's the wow factor. I mean, you got when you actually look at basketball and how basketball is played, RJ Hampton is smaller than James Wiseman. So looking at how he impacts the game and what he can do on in the game is big. Bigger than anybody. He's he's stronger, taller, quicker than Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony is more smarter. And RJ Hampton's a smart kid, but he's not as smart as Cole Anthony is on the basketball court. And that's what kind of separates people when you watch him work in the open court, in the, in the half court, how he directs the team, how he gets people involved, how he plays deep, you know, um, which needs to improve, of course. But he definitely can play deep when it's time to get on you and lock down on you. He gets on you. He plays basketball. And I think if you look at that, that's what – and he's been doing it for so long. The only reason why he's over R.J. Hampton is because he's been doing it so long in the 2019, I mean, the 2019 class. I mean, he's already been in Nike Hoop Summit, in the McDonald's All-American game, you know, Jordan Brand. He's been in all these games and showed out. And, and RJ just came down here, and, and, and they're doing the best they can in 247 to rate him on what he clashes with now, what he's accomplished. And he's number five. He was number seven. He's number five now. It's just clearly that R.J. Hampton is one of those type of prospects that when you put him, another another one, just like Nico Mannion. I mean, 2020 was that class, a dynamite class, going to have some dynamite NBA players. And we're going to talk about Anthony Edwards and R.J. Hampton and Nico Mannion when everything is done. Now, um, let's talk about the recruiting part, Kansas and Memphis. Like I've always said, I've been saying if you've been following me, following the sports podcast, and I've been talking about R.J. Hampton and what Kansas and Memphis means to R.J. Hampton over anybody. I mean, you're putting certain teams in there to give them a shot to change their their perspective, their outlook. Like when Texas Tech and you look at Kentucky or you look at Duke, when you look at these schools and they're all put in there, they're giving you a chance to impress them, period. Even if you think TCU didn't have a chance, they could have had a chance. What if they would have started recruiting some guys and hauled in some guys and then how they are, and it's like, oh, look at TCU. When you're on these lists, you have a chance with this prospect. It's like you, it ain't like you don't have a chance. And with him, he's getting everybody a chance. Then I came down to Kansas and Memphis, rightfully so. They've all, I've always said, Precious Achille Wild, Lester Quinones are guys that could still really in RJ. Now, I have my prediction is Kansas right now based on what I've heard. I won't get full into detail, but based on what I've heard. But I will tell you that Silvio De Salsa was a game changer in the in the part of RJ being with Kansas. Um, how good Silvio De Salsa could really play basketball and, and what he can do on the court. People, I had one follower ask me, it was like, what does that have to do with anything? Silver DeSalsa, how's that a game changer? The player he is, if you don't know the player that Silver DeSalsa is, then that's when you, you need to step back to know what type of guy he is, you know, what he can do on the court. Uh, this guy can really, he's like a Blake Griffin type of player. He can really do a lot of things on the court. You feel RJ with Dotson. And there's a potential of Quentin Grimes who's been urged also by people around him that's close and professional, you know, Painted to my words, professional people around him have told him that he should go back to school. 
it's a smart thing. I mean, maybe you're banking on yourself and not thinking you're going to be that good or whatever or whatever happens. But I think if he stays three years and gets on the court with Kansas, he'll become something. RJ's out of here. So there's a big – and Dodson, we'll see what happens. With that team comes success. And when you breed success, when you breed success and, you know, you look at teams and – other guys get affected by the success of the team. Dotson could be one of those guys. I've always said, I've always said that Dotson is a guy that could be a, a lottery type of talent when he was coming out of high school. So, you know, when you're looking at that type of team and what they accomplish and what they do, I feel like Devon Dotson is a guy that would benefit from R.J. Hampton coming in. Let me tell you something. R.J. Hampton could average 23, 24 points a game with that team. You're like, how? How could that happen? R.J. Hampton, if anybody's watched this kid play, and how it would translate to the college level and his intensity and energy up and down the court, it's going to be most teams are not going to be able. Just like you know, he's not Zion. See, Zion's 280. He's kind of unfair. So when he moves, he's moving most people out the way because he's able to elevate with so much weight. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a pure basketball player that also has a mismatch among people because of how physical he can play at his size and his length and how he can shoot. You don't have to guard him from anywhere on the court. You can't just leave him open. RJ is going to be something special next year. It's no no doubt about it. Kansas gets him, they're automatically looking like a, a Final Four type of team. There's no doubt. Adoka's um, coming back. Okay? With Dodson and Silvio. These guys are going to play ball. I mean... When you look at Doka in the in the middle at center for Kansas, he's going to have a big year, a super year. I mean, we're not just talking about RJ. DeSalsa is going to be one of those guys who's going to be a dog. You got Marcus Garrett on the team. We already know that. Okay, um, you're coming with Dotson and other guys from the recruiting class. So we're going to add depth. But RJ Hampton and Dotson are going to be something to mess with because the crazy part is RJ Hampton is the X factor the numero uno guy, because it's going to be very hard to guard R.J. Hampton. He's going to get everybody, make everybody better. Just watch how good Kansas is because of R.J. You're going to see what type of player he is, what he does to a team. Kansas is a Final Four team. Certain stars come to certain teams and it makes them a different type of team. R.J. Hampton does that. That's why I say if, if he went to Memphis, let's go to that. Cornelius is there, a shooter. Achia Y is there. Um, DJ Jeffries is there. It's looking like a Fab Five team. You put, put Boogie, either you're going to put RJ at point or you're going to put him at the shooting guard. You can do either way with Boogie because both of them are like combo guards. So you can do either way. Either way, both of them are going to get the ball to make passes or whatever. But you got so many guys that's going to get the ball in Memphis. It kind of would take away from... I'm just telling you that the, the odds of both teams, the strengths is... Achiawa and Quinones, and you know the Penny and, and, and Penny Hardaway and, and Wiseman, and the fact that they've been recruiting them for a minute. They like Penny Hardaway. They like they they team. The team is set. Nothing is wrong with this team and the outlook. Everything that's going to be good that they want to go good has gone good for both programs that they want to happen. Everything's been okay. Now let's look at the outs. Let's look at the bad parts. Memphis has a lot of stars, man. The ball can go around. Could take away from. A guy like R.J., where other guys on Kansas is not, you know, they're going to let R.J. eat. 
And other guys are going to eat with him. But guys like Boogie Ellis and James Wiseman and Achiawa, like how are those type of guys going to be able to share it? It's just a different amount of athletes and type of stars. Memphis is declared a super team. Kansas is not. Kansas is a good team. So if you go for R.J. Hampton, it changes the whole factor. It gives you a go-to guy. Then you got somebody like Dotson, who's a beast. And you got the South. So those three guys alone. Then you got Doka. You got guys on that team that's going to be something. But the only thing down to that is that maybe, if you're looking at the bad part of Kansas, that they don't have as much talent as Memphis has. They just don't. If you look, even if RJ commits to Kansas, Memphis is still a team that could go to the great eight or could possibly make a run. I mean, I don't think, if I'm looking at Memphis right now and I'm saying what they could do, I think it's a great eight. And you say, why is Kansas better than Memphis? Because of the players Kansas has on the field and the Bill self, the Bill self coaching and the fact that the players that Kansas has in the type of system, RJ will be able to eat and everybody will go and revolve around what RJ does. You probably ain't going to come out to people like that. It ain't going oh, to come out to people that R.J. Hampton will become this guy that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, becomes a go-to guy. That, that's just what it is. It's real. He's coming in there to start. And you're going to have guys like the Salsa who, who just got eligible. It's going to be big. He's going to be a big part of that team. He's going to be a beast, a monster. Him and R.J. are going to be hard people to guard. But R.J., the way he scores, is going to open it up for DeSalsa. People haven't seen DeSalsa for a year. They haven't seen him on tape in the college level. So he's going to be able to eat. He's going to be able to really get people this year, him playing. Then, you know, you got Doka's back with the defense he provides and how he'll be able to be in the inside. Because of R.J., they'll forget all of it. Because what are you going to do? Go on Doka or or go get R.J. You're going to have to guard R.J. account for him. And Doka can pass it out to R.J., make it happen. And Dotson, the same way. He'll be explosive because people forget how good Devon Dotson is. So it's an all-around team. Yes, to me, Memphis still is better. But R.J., with Bill self-coaching and the way they'll run their team. See, all these freshmen coming in here starting for Memphis, man. They all young. And they all going to have to learn who gets the ball. When and where, where will it happen? That's what happens with Duke and Kentucky. It's so many guys that from high school were used to being the focal point rather than going to a university to where they all focus just on you. They're focusing on you. You're not around a bunch of other five stars where you have to compete for the ball and put your time in. Nah, RJ is going to be a guy that they focus on. Um, Jalen Green. Alabama, Oregon, or two schools. You know, Oregon's always going in. Alabama's starting to do it. They're always going in. And um, what I have to guarantee and say about this team is that if you look at this team, you look at this team and you be smart with it. You be smart at Oregon. You be smart at Alabama, these programs. And they know what they're doing. But it's still Memphis. And Kentucky is the other school. Now, it's going to be some other schools coming. That's no question. I see Villanova making a roll. I keep on saying this. First, I went out of it. Now, to see Villanova go, my, my thing is, I also want to talk about some Villanova stuff. But first, let's talk about Jalen Green is a guy that Memphis is basically topping their whole 2020 class outlook on. 
That is their guy. They want Jalen Green because now it's the next level after this big super class. They're going for super classes in 2020, 2021, 2022. And I tell you from here, Jalen Green is the, is the horse right here in 2020. 2021, they have an offer to a pa- Paolo Banchero. He's on the five-star corner. NBA draft from had an interview with the talented young man. Just had a triple-double. That's a five-star. That's a big-time recruit. That's letting you know just how high they're aiming. And then D- Dior Johnson, 2022, Dior Johnson. That could lead to 2022. So they're trying right now to start off with some, I mean, and, and you got to think that because Jalen Green, they've gone hard. They've done a good job. So they're going to go and recruit these other guys. There's going to be some stuff going for sure. Um, Greg Brown's the guy. You know, they could go after Memphis is trying to make a push at another super class. Now I'll be more and more into Memphis even more. You'll see me get more drug into that because uh, it's going to be something exciting now. Villanova. One guy I can see. Right now, Kaleb Daniels. We just talk about Kaleb, man. Kaleb is a focus of what's going on right now. Uh, Kaleb Daniels is the transfer from Tulane. Average almost 17 points a game. A uh, fiery man, three assists, very underrated passer. He's going to be, uh, if I'm looking at his game and what's different from Joe Cremo, because I know everybody like, oh, they had Joe Cremo. Two different players, two different do- two different type of players. Cremo is a scorer. Daniels is a dog. What I mean by dog is that he's going to play aggressive. He's going to make you foul him. He's going to get to the hole, and then he's going to make you come to him to try to get somebody open. He really tries real hard, and he's got a lot of good court vision. It could allow which I see in the 2020 now, Antoine's out of here. Because think about it. Why would Caleb Daniels, a guy that got two years left, all of a sudden, I mean, it ain't like he's going to tell Antoine to go to to NBA if he don't want to go. That means that somebody's going to have to hold back because that's four guards. So somebody's going to have to red shirt. Could be Archie Diacono, which I think it will be. No, no question about it. But that's not what it is. I mean, it's different if you're getting a Jeremy Roach, right? Getting to Jeremy Roach, and he he commits, and you know regardless if Brian Antoine comes or not, you already know what's going on. You look at Roach, and you look at a guy that's going to start. But looking at what happened, I think Roach didn't come to Villanova because of what's going on. You get Chris Archidiacono. And he would have to come and sit behind at least one year. I don't think Roach would be sitting for two years. It'd be one year. He'd come in and he would be over Archdiacono. No doubt that that's going to happen. But Colin Gillespie would come in, and when Roach comes in, uh, Colin Gillespie is a senior. Then Roach would start as a sophomore. Whereas in right now, Roach is going to come in and start for Trey Jones right there. Duke, that's it. He got that. That starting job is his. That wasn't going to happen in Villanova. So you get a Caleb Daniels. A guy who got two years left on on his eligibility, but this still gives you the dilemma, okay? He's a guy that can play point guard or shooting guard, all right? If Antoine decides to stay, we already know Archie Diacono gets the red shirt. And then um, Colin Gillespie will be gone. And then Caleb Daniels will be starting either two or three, regardless. But that don't even look like it makes too, too much sense at all. I knew off the Jeremy Roach recruitment that it could possibly like that because Antoine still left you're still looking at you know Roach could still start that's the other part of it don't think of it as Jeremy Roach 
is not going to be able to start his first year. That was just a, a part that you need to look at, Villanova. Look at that is another option I'm letting you look at. That could actually happen. It's like it can't happen, but that's not going to happen. I'm going to tell y'all, Antoine's out of here once again after his first year. Now, let's go into that scenario. Antoine's gone. Roach was starting. It's Gillespie. Well, that means that dreams were sold better over at Duke. It's just what it is. That's just what it is, man. And there's a, more of a guarantee that nobody's going to take your spot. You know, you have to come in there and still compete, even though if you know a guy, when he come in there and play, he's in there. But you have to come in there and compete. You have to come in there and compete. There's still, I feel like Slater could be end up being in the backcourt somewhere. Because think about that. Think about if you get Roach, Antoine leaves, okay, who's your shooting guard? Could be more. Could be more backing up Gillespie. Right now, who else? You got Chris Archidiakono. But after that happens, then you could possibly have a Slater moving somewhere at guard to compliment somebody. But either way, the whole situation was that the dream was sold better by Duke. That is it. Everybody knows you got to come in and compete. The Javon Quinley situation, I don't care how much y'all want to think about it. Uh, y'all don't think no. how that went determined a lot what was going on with some, some guys for real. I mean, you got to come in, you got to compete with Villanova, and somebody can have you on the bench until, you know, I think, like I told you, I think that Javon Quinley easy, easily would have been as a, as a point guard this year, but him having to compete makes things just so different. He has to compete with Gillespie. And it's not like that could actually happen. So, in, in actuality, I think it would have been Gillespie and Antoine. And I think Quinley knew that that could happen. I think he knew that could happen. He was caught in something different. He, I think he just knew that could happen. Because think about it. If we're talking about Quinley and we're talking about Antoine, we're talking about those two guys. And we're talking about he could be gone the next year. And then it's Quinley, but Quinley and Gillespie now are starting. But you still got Roach who could have came. But now this would have been great for uh, <laughs> with Roach not coming. This would have been great for Quinley. But at the same thing, it's still an if point. Like, what if Roach comes and he's backing you up now? And it's like, okay, now they're waiting for Gillespie to go. And now what is it, Roach and Quinley? Like, how is that rolling? You know, I think it's just a lot of uncertainty when it comes to recruiting players. Now, let's talk about who Villanova, I think they'll get to end out Villanova's talk. Uh, I think it'll be one more right now. They have five spots in 2021. They could take one of those spots and get another guy if they feel like it. But with Kalib Daniels, that 2020, it's going to be Daniels and Gillespie. And Jabrit Abdurrahim would be a guy that will come there and be a five-star that would be on their wing. And, you you know, you might want to ask, um, well, you know, they already got. Well, Samuels would be a senior at that time. And then you would talk about Slater Abdurrahim battling for that spot, you know, to see who would start. It's not going to be handed to anybody, as we already know now. And guys got to come there knowing they're going to have to work. That's all it is to it. You're going to have to compete in a, a certain situation. And so, you know, if you look at this and you look at just how good Villanova um, is, I think that's going to be big. Now, it's going to be other guys, too. Andre Cabello could get an offer. Lingrid III could get an offer. Hassan Diara, all, you know, four stars could get an offer. Uh, Three-star R.J. Davis could get an offer. You know they're after A.J. Griffin. 
very hard. So if we're thinking and talking about uh, Villanova, it's gonna it could be one guy. It's gonna be Jalen Green. It's gonna be Jaden Springer. It's gonna be one big haul for their one guy on that list, or they might get two. We'll just see what happens. But right now, it's gonna be one big gamble for one recruit. That's where it's going. Like right now, it's just they, it's just all in. The, it's like and it could be a guard, but it's not. No, I think it's Jabri Abdul Rahim. I think. If anything, they want to get this this done. They don't want to linger around with it, and they just want to get it done. You know what I mean? That's that's their whole big thing. They want to get it all done. So if we're looking, and we're talking about basketball that begins with Villanova, that's the big thing with Villanova. Villanova could have – Shea Evans is also a guy that could be big and could really, really be big in that recruiting, but I don't think that's going to happen because Arkansas – we go to y'all. Uh, Arkansas is recruiting real good. Kyrie Walker, Moses Moody, two five stars. Imagine them two just playing on the same team, being big shot makers. Big shot makers. Shea Evans is loving Arkansas right now. He wants to play around Musselman, who just hired a Laker assistant to be to, to work under him. That's big. He's just bringing a whole nother atmosphere there now. Gerald Dokes in 2021, I talked about him. Um, look out for Chris Moore. I think it's going to be a real big stage set for Arkansas to really do some things. Seriously, really do some things. Uh, Kyrie Walker is the, and, and Moses Moody are the big fish. And I think Musselman's locking down on both of them. And I think the buzz is really going everywhere. I mean, Michael Foster has an offer. Terrence Clark has an offer. They're going to go hard after these guys, whether they get them or not. And I think he's going to put his stamp down for putting Arkansas back. Arkansas Memphis are the new guys in the South. Georgia got Anthony Edwards, which is which is big for them. You know, really big for that program to get a guy like that to come. And so um, it's going to be something, man. I just think this basketball season is going to be very, with Arizona doing what they're doing, or with Nico Mannion, Josh Green, the lead to Ty, Louisville, getting Ozzie Hine, and uh, uh, Samuel Williams, I mean, Nickel Berry and Williamson. I mean, Jesus. It's going to be big, big time. Um, You can go to Philly Sports Network and see my high school prospect predictions. Follow me on Ryder Leader 247. Okay. Um, Instagram, writer Lita Johnson, and Lita Johnson on Facebook, man. Listen, it's on right now. It is on right now. Um, the recruitments in 2021 for Villanova is hard right now. Um, A.J. Griffin and Trey Patterson are the two ones you look at, shooting guard and the wing. I think they're not even really focused on this one because 2021 is such a good class, too. I mean, it, they really have some – they're not better than 2020, but they have some studs. They have some serious, and then there's William Jeffers and uh, Frank Kapanang, or uh, some guys that are in NPA. So I'm out of here, y'all. Uh, this is your man here, Lita Johnson. I get back to y'all. This is my high school basketball talk. Peace.